Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Christ Chapel Parent Podcast. This podcast exists to have real conversations to help you win at home. My name is Joel Bowers, and I work with our fifth and sixth graders here at Christ Chapel. And today, I am joined by some of my favorite people. Uh, I am joined Thank, by oh, 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 I was going to start. Oh, I was going to go favorite to oh, least favorite. Okay. So I'm going to start with <laughs> Megan. So we're going to. So Thank we'll you. I am Joel's favorite. Yes. This is Megan Thurman, and I'm the high school girls director for Fort Worth campus. We're also joined by Holden. Yes, I'm Holden Hudson. I'm the high school guys director here at Fort Worth campus. Yes. And then last and apparently least. least. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, okay. I was assuming that you were talking about somebody else when you yes. said the least, nope. but no, 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 I'm no, Kevin no. Leibick, and I'm the Life Stage 1 pastor. I oversee students here at Christ Chapel. Yeah. So uh, we are gathered today to have uh, a conversation about a topic that is relevant, sadly relevant, for a lot of people, um, and that is just the topic of stress and stress leading to anxiety, and really kind of all of that falls under the broader umbrella of just mental health. Mm. And we uh, live in a day and age where I think, thankfully, we have a hyper-awareness of that more than we ever have in our history, which I think is good. But it also, uh, you know, when you think about it through the lens of faith and of our relationship with Jesus and especially how this, uh, our teenagers seem to be on the front lines a lot of times of this sort of issue with stress and anxiety and mental health. It, it's a, just a very timely and pertinent topic to be discussing. And so I'm uh, excited to talk about it. And if you're listening, hopefully this will be a helpful um listen for you to kind of as you navigate this with your student or if you end up having to navigate it down the road. But I think to get just as kind of going, everyone experiences stress, right? Every single yeah, all yeah. of us do. And so it's important, you know, that you know we all have outlets for that stress. And so I just thought it would be interesting just to hear for you guys, kind of what's your go-to vice or outlet when you've had vice. a stressful day? Vice, yeah, we can get all <laughs> yeah. the vice, but maybe maybe outlet is a better. What's just what's your outlet? What is your favorite constructive outlet for yes. you? What is healthy? So I'll, I'll start us off. Mine, one hundred percent, is TV. Like, if I've had a bad day, um, and I get this from my dad, my dad used to do this, if I've had a stressful day, all I want is to just sit in front of the television and and watch something that's not even good. Because I don't want to have to think about what I'm watching. Like, just... I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to watch TV, What was the last... What which was goes the, over really well with my wife. Yes. Really well. So what, what was the last TV show that you watched that was a... Typically, my go-to is The Office, yeah. and I think it's because I've seen it a lot. So yeah, so I don't have to think about it, and it's it's lighthearted and it's it's funny, and so so that's for me when I've had a stressful day. TV is the go-to for sure. Mine would be uh, sleep. Mm. <laughs> I enjoy sleep a lot. Yes, and that's another way to not have to think about all the things <laughs> that is yeah. on my checklist. So. Unless you have a nightmare about it, then yes. It's a little <laughs> Sleep and overeating. I especially like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah food's great. Um, I throw food in there too. I enjoy like eating a good meal uh, after a stressful day. But uh, I've enjoyed working out over the years. It's kind of been my uh, yeah. outlet for stress, which has been nice because it's not destructive, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's great. But yeah, so I've been working out. Um, 
which is great. Just have to, you know, still manage time around that well to make sure loving my wife well first before I peace out to the gym after a day of day work, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually that. And then too, if it's been like a stressful week or a few weeks, try to plan, um, you know, a little, a little hike in the woods somewhere, um, usually with my wife or um, maybe some friends. It's been helpful. Nice. You got to travel far to get woods here. Mm-hmm. You do, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Well, and I don't know. Sometimes it's not woods, you know, <laughs> technically. It's just There's a, a tree over there. Let's yeah. hike to it. Let's walk to it. <laughs> if I'm out of sight or noise from the city, city sounds, I consider that woods, I guess. Mm, yeah. Just yeah. I, so mine is food centric. I mean, I do tasty food is, is definitely go to comfort food for sure. Um, but I also like to cook. I think cooking for me is yeah. also relaxing. So nice. cooking barbecue or mm. cooking dinner when I get home, yeah. that's a way to be constructive. So yeah. 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 You, you know, it's just knowing it's interesting knowing about yourself, what you go to when your stress is important. But I think what's equally important is knowing for your student, what are their go-to things that they go to when they're stressed out? You know, and that can be an easy indicator for you to know, oh man, like they, maybe they're stressed about something or maybe they had a hard day because they're doing this mm, thing, yep. whether it's watching TV or they're, you know, like I need to go for a run or, you know. they hide in the room. Yeah, hide in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of times the stressors that, stu- that our students are facing are not necessarily super obvious mm-hmm. to us as youth workers or to our parents. You know, there's, there's pressures and things that they face, but, but I think that we, because we specialize in age groups, do have some insights into some of the maybe not very obvious stressors that students experience that parents might not be aware of. Mm-hmm. And so what do you guys feel like are some of the not as, you know, and the obvious ones are like homework is stressful mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a test coming up is stressful. Um, but what are the things that maybe are not so obvious that you've noticed in students that are big stressors for them? Well, before we get into that, I think part of that, the reason why it's hard for us as adults to recognize the stresses in our in kids' lives is we've gone through it, we've lived through it, mm-hmm. so it's easy for us to look at their yeah. breakups or whatever, totally. you know, mm-hmm. as, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you'll mm-hmm. get through it, it'll be okay, you right. know, wait yeah. till you have a mortgage and a job and, yeah, totally. you know, kids of your own. And so I think that's the thing, the challenge for us is to remember what it's like to be Absolutely. that age and yeah. try to put yourself in, for them, it is, whatever it is, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's very real, absolutely. Yeah, I remember Megan and I, were ta- as we were talking about this, like, in and growing up, how real you are, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, high school, um, your world is so small at that point. And that's mm-hmm. nothing against them. It's just the nature of growing up for the most most of your life in one place. Mm-hmm. You're not as exposed to um, other parts of the world or even just like other things in life, like Kevin was just saying, um, that, that comes to get more responsibilities as you get older. Mm-hmm. So all these smaller things are so heightened because their world is smaller. Um, and, and that's just what they, they live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say even just high parental expectations on students, um, Mm. which are typically, it's never, um, parents never have the bad motive behind it. It's just, um, I think a lot of my girls can feel the weight of that and Mm -hmm. they want to live up to the parents' expectations as best as possible. Yeah. So they often also will fill up their schedules with all the sports, mm-hmm. all the extracurricular activities, and they want to make sure all their grades are up to par yeah. with expectations, and so they stress themselves out too much mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. Um, I would also say social media, mm-hmm. as it's just getting 
they want to be able to live up to the expectations of their peers as well. Mm-hmm. And they want to be, um, they want to be known and they want to be seen and they want to be popular or at least fit in. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, there's so much to know when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and they feel like they have to have it all. Mm-hmm. Their lives have to be perfect on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that and then social situations like mm-hmm. homecoming yeah. or whatever. That totally. was just this last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, think- I, I, I want to ask you a question along yeah. that. What are some ways that you feel like parents unintended, unintentionally pour on the expectation levels like they don't realize maybe they have the you know they want their kids to do well in school or in sports and not fail high school or whatever so what are the ways that you feel like parents may unintentionally be placing that extra stress or expectation on their kids maybe the words that they say or what they do mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with how they react to um like the response that they give whenever their kid does do or don't meet their expectation of Mm -hmm. a good grade or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they unintentionally um, can come across as they're not proud or Mm -hmm. it wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just hear that a lot with my girls. Do you ever feel like, I I wonder if, you know, sometimes as parents, it's the because they see down the road mm-hmm. and like this t- test or this you know quarter my grades aren't up to well that means you're not going to get into school you're not going to get into the best school that you want or you're not going to get the scholarships and like mm-hmm. almost like a snowball effect of my life is over if you don't do these kind of mm-hmm. things and students can't handle that so they just kind of get frozen or right. anxiety. And I think too, like just always, because they can see down the road how you think it affects the next, it can be easy to become focused so much on results because mm-hmm. the results are what helps the next step in the process to whatever you're getting towards. And so it's easy to, to overlook maybe the character mm-hmm. behind the um, result of why it didn't go a certain way it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and to admit sometimes maybe assume um, the worst or just not not know or not assume anything but to understand you know how can I you know um, encourage my, my child to uh, perform to the best of his ability rather than get this result that I want mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's a hard thing to, to work yeah. through well I think that if you are you know if you fall more into the camp of being very pushing your child towards results and that's you know and you tend to only focus in on that area that and that's the majority of your conversations are about you also are missing you know the other 50% of raising them up of just being you know a person of character mm-hmm. and a person who um, you know who is getting to know the lord and you know the the sort of intangible things that sometimes are there mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of times for students those intangible things of friendships and developing, you know, is that's where a lot of stress can come in. Yeah, too. Relationships. Yeah. 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 Biggie. Yeah. Sure. I mean, wanting to just want walking into a classroom mm-hmm. or a social setting yeah. and not having it go the way you want it to go mm-hmm. or yeah. the perceived thing that you weren't accepted or whatever can cause massive stress for Absolutely. any kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah on, the, the on the front end, bracing for it to happen or on the back end processing, oh, I wish that this had been differently or gone differently or mm-hmm. yeah i think that that can be a huge source of stress 
for our students, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing about stress, you know, we have, we do have to acknowledge that to a degree, like we were made to experience stress. Like stress is not always a bad thing. You know, it can kick us into high gear, and it's a natural response that can help us out in life. But also, stress can turn into anxiety. Right, it's kind of the precursor to some anxiety and maybe leading into some other things. Um, and so, as a parent, you know, and with the experience that we've had of working with students, how do you maybe know, or what are some indicators for you that your student is moving beyond like just kind of stressed out by life every day to maybe, you know, I'm having some anxiety that maybe they wouldn't overtly tell you, but you could have, oh man, here's some indicators that maybe this is happening. I think you notice in just the amount of, um, or just the frequency that they start not being as present Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. where they're at. Also, just it affects their attendance sometimes Mm -hmm. with, it could be at church, it could be um, even at school. Um, I think also they can turn more pessimistic (laughs) towards Mm -hmm. things that they used to like. Just, I think those are three big biggies that mm-hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah, they're, you see them not being uh, maybe excited or passionate about the things that usually interest them yeah. or, or uh, yeah, um, tr- trigger um, excitement that, yeah, that's kind of kind of changed. And sometimes as they get older, you know, maybe interests are just shifting. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, it can be obvious when um, just through their demeanor and maybe response to you. And maybe, some, maybe too, it's just sometimes they're, um, quicker tempered or uh, things that you usually ask them to do chores whatever are becoming harder for them to do mm-hmm. or a bigger deal you're getting a more intense response mm-hmm. um, from asking them to do things simple things yeah. Um, yeah yeah yeah. I think too when you start to see kind of in those same veins you guys are talking about they start whether it's because they're tired or whatever they start looking for excuses to escape mm-hmm. certain situations like you know, if there's, you know, like, hey, this is the fifth headache you've had every time this particular thing has come up. Yeah. You know, like, there may yeah. be something going on here more than just a headache. Or, you know, I think one of the very, very first indicators, too, is just that they are abnormally tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if your kid is typically really energetic and then all of a sudden they're just tired all the time and you can't get them out of bed and they're just mm-hmm. taking naps and they just like they're just tired you know that's that should be a big you know oh is everything okay if you're just you, you seem abnormally tired than mm-hmm. what you have been previously yeah. i think the hard part with that is that as a when you're a parent of a teen how much of that is puberty mm-hmm. and your body changing yeah, totally. and like changes of like you said changing of personalities Mm-hmm. and sleeping mm-hmm. versus how much and so to navigate as a parent kind of going what is that thing but I think when you see the light kind of going out of their lives yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something's happening mm-hmm. underneath the surface mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely absolutely so you know if you're listening to this it, it probably either piqued your interest because maybe you're in the throes of dealing with this with a student or you know you're just preparing for the potential reality that this could happen and so, you know, what would be some encouragement that you guys would offer up to parents who either are have a, a student that's struggling in this area right now, you know, maybe is struggling with some anxiety or, or mm-hmm. some mental health stuff like depression or anything like that? You know, what would be some advice that maybe you would give or some encouragement that you would offer up to those parents? Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I just remember I was just telling Holden this story a little bit ago. 
Um, I remember whenever volleyball was such a huge deal to me in high school, and that was my world. And then it came down to the last game of my career, I guess, of volleyball. And um, (laughs) one of my friends, she got a concussion, so we had to go to the hospital after we lost the game. And my dad and I were just sitting in the waiting room, and I was crying, and I just thought the world was over (laughs) because I can't play volleyball anymore. And my dad, I just remember him just giving me a hug, and he was telling me that the best days are yet to come. And he just gave me such a big picture Mm -hmm. um, of what was to come and helped me kind of cast vision for what was coming and not Mm – it helped me not – stay so focused on the little picture mm-hmm. um, of what was going on in my life. So I think mm-hmm. as parents, you have such a big influence. Um, you have the greatest influence on your students um, and use that to build them up and um, just help them see the big picture um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you see it, you've been through it. Um, they might might not be receptive at first, but in time they will be. Um, and know that you're not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's plenty of other parents who are going through the exact same thing. Yeah. So lean on each other too through the, through all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a balance of just like in a, in a very gracious way, like like you said, what your dad did with you, um, encouraging the, the bigger picture, and uh, yeah, in a way that encourages, not not brushes off as if mm-hmm. it's like oh, this, this is kind of silly. Um, but then too, just like taking the time to just be with them and uh, yeah. not, not with an agenda maybe necessarily, but just try to really listen to them yeah. um, and understand them as, as silly as it may, may seem to you, whatever the issue. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just to take the time to be with them, I think is a, yeah. is a lot of value, but hard and it takes patience. Yeah. Well, I think what something that I've been thinking through with this, especially as someone who is approaching this topic from the standpoint of I, up to this point in my life, have not struggled with any type of anxiety or any Mm -hmm. mental health issues at all but Mm -hmm. realizing kind of what you're saying holding the importance of if your child comes to you and they're stressed or they're anxious or or it goes deeper than that that your response is really really important Mm -hmm. and i think that from my perspective i'm never really struggling with it myself yet i say yet because i don't know what life holds for me but yet is that it's easy for my response to always to want to, to, if that were to happen, to go straight to, we need to figure out why. Like, why is this mm-hmm. happening? We need to get to the why. We need to know. Yeah. Um, but I think that if your child is struggling with just, let's say, depression, for example, um, they want to know too. And they're searching for a reason. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think that the only explanation that they can come up with is that somehow this is their fault. Mm-hmm. That they've mm-hmm. done something wrong to cause this. That they're broken somehow. That they're damaged goods. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, the way that you respond or choose to not listen um, could perpetuate that thought of something caused this, you did something wrong, this is like an issue. Mm-hmm. When really, you know, it's, it's just, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they can't balance in the same way that you can. And, and you know, and just choosing yeah. to graciously walk alongside them in that journey instead of instantly going into investigator mode of there's got to be some reason or we got to, you know, but just listening and walking with them through it because your response I think is really, really important. And I think there's something to be said that the reality of even if you get to the reason behind why that's happening, 
that isn't necessarily going to bring freedom from that. Just because you know why it's happening doesn't mean that instantly, poof, the stress or the depression or the anxiety is going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so I think choosing to really, like you said, listen and walk with them through it and be gracious, even if you don't necessarily understand what's going on because you've Mm -hmm. never had to deal with that Mm -hmm. yourself. Well, I think I've had firsthand experience over the last couple of years, even personally dealing with depression and anxiety. And, you know, I think for me, one of the things that helped me in that process is two, like, I think three things. One is the theological, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What is depression? It it creates a filter in a fog in Mm -hmm. our minds about who God is and, and what he's like. And so they, your kids need a, a theological perspective mm-hmm. that talks about a gracious, loving God who mm-hmm. loves them in the midst of the anxiety of the depression. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, anxiety teaches us that, that we have control over our lives that mm-hmm. really we don't. And that we can control it or mm-hmm. we are stressed out about yeah. it. But ultimately we can trust in a God who loves us and who cares about mm-hmm. it. The second thing I think is having somebody who can filter the thoughts that are going through somebody's mind, you know, mm-hmm. a kid's mind, because yeah. depression and anxiety teaches us to view the world in a skewed perspective. Mm-hmm. It may say that everybody hates me or mm-hmm. nobody wants to be my friend or um, whatever, and to be able to think those thoughts and say, like, okay, it, are those thoughts real? Mm-hmm. They're real, but mm-hmm. are they likely to happen? And to have somebody to filter through those things. And as a parent, you can, because you have perspective and you have life, you can say like, yes, that is big and that's a scary thought or whatever, but let's talk about it. Is that a real likelihood to happen? Can you talk with them mm-hmm. through that? And then I think the last thing is to intervene to, as a parent mm-hmm. to not simply because most people get through it, if, they're, if it's serious, to not wait Mm -hmm. to find some sort of intervention, whether it's in counseling or Mm -hmm. uh, whatever, and and whatever your thoughts on that. But I mean, you know, there are plenty of believers who Mm -hmm. apply scripture to a counseling type situation that to step in and to to intervene because uh, those who are struggling with depression and anxiety, it... they have they don't have the ability to act in their own best mm-hmm. interest sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it creates isolation and you yeah. feel alone mm-hmm. and you feel like you are separate. And so I think the last thing for me is that to help them to keep moving and to keep pressing on because mm-hmm. when they you know want to lay in bed all day or when they want to mm-hmm. just freeze, part of the process of getting them through that to show that they are more powerful than those thoughts and those mm-hmm. feelings and those emotions. Yeah. yeah. And I think that as a parent, if you are struggling to discern the best course of action, I think that Christ Chapel has our soul care department, which would be a great place to start to help them help you assess how to best help your child navigate some of these things that you may be you feel like you're not equipped to do it or you may just, you know, think I, you know, I'm too, uh, like I'm too emotionally wrapped up in this to see this clearly myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, that inviting that in and your child to do that, especially in the context of something like a soul care department helps them see that, you know, that God cares about this yeah. and our church cares yes. about this yeah. and we yeah. care about this. 
you know, and that you aren't somehow damaged goods mm-hmm. or that God is done with you or that God has left you somehow that, that you know, and it can help them just gain more perspective on that experience. And I think, and I love that our church has that soul care mm-hmm. department to mm-hmm. help do that with yeah, people. Well, even if you're a parent right now and you're listening to this and you're struggling with it, yeah, like God cares about your mental health, mm-hmm. yeah. you need to get help and mm-hmm. to find people who are going to surround you with community and with uh, the truth of scripture mm-hmm. because your mental health is going to affect your ability to be a parent and to be there for your kids. And so a lot of times it's the, uh, my wife talks about it in terms of the, uh, it's like when you're riding the plane and they give you the spiel, they say, put on your oxygen mask first. Mm-hmm. As a parent, you need to take care of your own soul and your own thing first mm-hmm. before you can help other people. And so if you're not doing the things that you need to keep your mental health mm-hmm. and mental state in, the, in a proper order, then you're not going to be able to help other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Christ Chapel Parent Podcast. We hope that this real conversation about stress and anxiety and mental health has been helpful for you and will help you win at home with your student. Like we mentioned in this podcast, if you do want some help and direction in this area, our staff team would love to talk with you about this, and we would love to help you get connected to our soul care department here at Christ Chapel, because we know that God values your mental health and your students' mental health, and that He cares intimately and deeply for you. And we would hate for the sin and brokenness of this world to distort that, Um, and so we want to help you guys get clarity on that as much as we possibly can. We love you guys. Thanks for listening.